The Give It A Go Show! Welcome to the Give It A Go Show, where we give things a go and talk about it. I'm Prince. And I'm Rivet. And, well, we've made it past the very difficult step of a first episode, and now this means that we can do whatever the heck we want, right? Yeah, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> we, yeah, oh, we can let our hair out. We've, uh, we, oh, we've yeah, completed we can the just first test. Go nuts. <laughs> yes, which I didn't, by the way. I didn't go nuts with my thing this time. No? Well, I, I didn't really go nuts last time either, so that's very fair. <laughs> For, uh, first off, didn't mean for this to also be a Japanese thing. It just ended up that way. Also, technically, I did two things. Or maybe three, Ooh, even. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it, it kind of was a bucket list item. It's something I think that everyone should try at some point if it's within their means. So, I tried sushi. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I only yes. say that because I've done sushi before and it's not easy the first it's not time. E oh, yeah. See, that's partly the reason why I didn't do it until now. There's many reasons why. They're all stupid, but I'm gonna talk about it. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I tried sushi and by extension, I also tried using chopsticks. Okay. So this has gotten more and more embarrassing over the years <laughs> because <laughs> I should have tried this a long time ago, but the older I got, the more embarrassing it's felt to, to give it a go <laughs> because everybody's tried it by that point. Point, and I was scared of being really bad at using chopsticks for one. <laughs> so as a kid, I'd also just decided out of nowhere that I don't like sushi, even though I never tried it. Mm. I think I was that kind of kid who was very sort of new things, ooh, <laughs> scary. So yeah. somehow I convinced myself I wasn't going to like it. And as an adult for years now, I've instead been convinced it's really good, but still never yeah. tried. So everyone, everyone's okay. always like, mm, sushi. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, the it's decadence. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though I don't know what it's like, I'm just like, yeah, sushi. So yeah, when I was a kid, I was really just, I would eat everything plain. I had hamburgers. Mm -hmm with nothing on them <laughs> i would just eat pasta and that was it like just macaronis with nothing and that was my life i was like i don't want anything else than this and then by chance one time i got a hamburger i forgot to tell them i wanted it plain and i bit into it and i was like food's delicious <laughs> flavor <laughs> right flavor wow wow so, what is this <laughs> yeah and then also i've heard a story from when it, in regards to chopsticks i heard a story from my brother where uh i think it was it might have been the first time that he tried to use chopsticks and it was it was at work i believe with a co-worker or something like that who was asian and so he kind of embarrassed himself in front of that person he was trying his best but he tells it kind of how uh you know he was this clumsy guy who was sitting right next to someone who knows exactly how mm. to use them and he, it just yeah. made me a little bit more scared like oh no i'm gonna be so bad so i never <laughs> tried uh, I, I never got around to it but before my food arrived i tried to practice a little bit yeah so i got out some popcorn that we hadn't eaten okay <laughs> and i just my girlfriend showed me this is how you hold them so it's like this is where mm. you tuck the first one in this is how you move the the other one i was like oh that's how you do it because i never mm. i never knew like oh you just move the the bub part and then i tried it and it was so goddamn easy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i can kind of sympathize with you on that front because uh yeah it's only about a year or two ago that i learned but um yeah it's 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 all right once you get used to it i used yeah. to watch uh youtube videos of how to hold chopsticks so it, i think yeah, because it, it would have gone bad more badly so to speak if i 
I hadn't known where I was supposed to uh, hold them yeah. and what I was supposed to do with them. If I just picked mm. them up on my own, I would probably have been very clumsy. But when when my girlfriend showed me, it was really just like, oh, this is how you do it. And then I did it. And I felt really sheepish about it. Like, yeah. oh, so it was, for some reason, I thought it was one of those things that you pick up and you will never be good at un- unless you practice it. Yes. I yes. didn't think I you could just do it and do it good, like right off the bat. <laughs> and I felt so sheepish. Like, oh, of course, like... When I picked up a fork, it wasn't that dang hard. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. clumsy as a child, but that was because I was a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As an adult, I have advanced thingy movements. <laughs> <laughs> Dexterity, I think is the word you're looking for. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. That's a, that's the uh, that, that's the pretty word for thingy movements. Yes, thingy movements, yeah. <laughs> so, but I figured, okay, this, the sushi's uh, heavier. It's going to be more difficult. Mm. It wasn't. It was fine. I was a little clumsy because it was new. Mm-hmm. But yes, my food arrived. I'd gotten a small assortment. So yeah. I tried salmon, avocado, mm-hmm. shrimp, uh, okay. crab, and some maki rolls. Okay. And so I tried to take my time, had some soy, had some chili mayo. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts are essentially, well, it was delicious. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, we, we didn't order it from like a fancy restaurant or anything, no. but it was still good. Mm. And I don't typically like fishy stuff that no, much. I I was gonna say I know that you're quite similar to me in that sense yes so it's not this kind of thing where I'm gonna be oh uh, I, I really want sushi I want more sushi I probably not gonna yeah. it's not my my favorite go-to you wouldn't have it like all the time no yeah it's not no. my go-to food if I want to order something but mm. it's it's something that I would eat again for sure and definitely try at a nicer place yeah so I like the maki rolls best and the salmon at least yeah. if I can you know dip it in something yeah definitely I already don't like shrimp but I tried it thoughts still don't like shrimp fair yep. <laughs> 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 I couldn't taste the crab a whole bunch, but I did dunk no. it completely in soy. So my fault, not theirs. <laughs> and the third thing, they gave us miso. I tried miso. It was like... Yeah, I think I tried miso from a packet once and I wasn't wasn't really my thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I had let it get a little too cold. Ah, uh, yeah. It tasted good, but I wasn't I wasn't like, oh, time to slurp this baby up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was more like, okay, I'd like to try this at a restaurant. Mm. So pretty much what I thought was going to happen, I was, part of me was still afraid. Oh, I'm not going to like it. And, but I kind of expected that it was going to turn out like this, that I was going to like yeah. it. Because I also see a lot of people who are very stubborn about food. I, I've seen people react to sushi, so to speak. Mm. Like, oh, try sushi for the first time and then they they're so scared of it and they just take it and they nibble on (laughs) the side of some seaweed yeah and then they're like ew i hate it i hate it take it away but as as far as i know you're supposed to put the whole thing in your mouth if it's a if it's a roll anyway enjoy the full sushi sensation i guess (laughs) exactly like if it's if it's the roll you put in your mouth if it's bigger you like at least bite it in half and you're oh, supposed yeah. to dunk it in saws and, and you know, more things. And mm. people nibble some seaweed off the side <laughs> and then they think they don't like sushi. It just... But I mean... <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, by comparison, you wouldn't eat a burger like that. Yeah, like, you, you, just... you have to eat the whole thing. That's why it's compiled the way that it's compiled. <laughs> right, compi- yeah, exactly. You don't nibble off a little bit of the bread and, uh, oh, no. I hate burgers. No, yeah. you, eat, you eat the, you get the whole flavor experience. You're supposed yeah. to eat the, eat the whole thing together. Yeah, Otherwise... that's why they do it like that. Yes, that's why it's all <laughs> Otherwise together. Otherwise they would just give you deconstructed, well, sushi, burgers, whatever. But yeah, they don't. You, you can't just <laughs> hand someone a piece of seaweed 
weed. And then they're no. like, I had sushi today. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It, it was, I thought something funny was going to happen, that I was going to be very clumsy. <laughs> the only thing that happened yeah. was that I couldn't pick the avocado back up again after it fell over. It's very slippery. Very slippery. It was also, so okay, so I've tried. It was the first time I tried avocado as well. Oh, yeah. And did, <laughs> what did you say? It was okay? It, it was fine, yeah. I did it again uh, with yeah. something else I, to try. But... I love avocado. I'm a proper millennial. Yeah, right? I was like, I'm, I'm just a bootleg millennial. I haven't even had avocado. <laughs> Everyone's so about that avocado. But yeah, ugh, the shrimp was not easy to... It, it's, you know, the, the big one with the tail. And I'm just... Oh, mm. no thank you. Well, no to any shrimp. I remember yeah. I went to a friend's... Well, they made us dinner and there was... They didn't do mine with shrimp because they know that I didn't like shrimp. Well, when I say I didn't like shrimp, I mean that I'd never had it, but I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, yeah. That, that feels like the white person's experience oh, yeah. growing up. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So they said to me, try some shrimp. And I was like, okay, fine. And I said to myself internally, don't make a weird noise. Um, <laughs> anyway, I took a bite of the shrimp and I just went, ah! <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, it was quite embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that's that's what you want to hear when you serve somebody food. Oh Blah. my goodness! Yeah, I said to myself, I was like, "Don't make a gross noise," but I did so. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I couldn't help it. I am kind of proud of myself because yes. there are I I love trying new things now, but there are still little habits. I'm the kind of person who has the one thing that they eat at a restaurant, and because it's so good, I never eat mm. anything else. Yeah. I never try anything else on the menu because I know this thing is good, so I will eat yes, it. But yeah. no bad surprises. Yeah, the fact that I knew I hated shrimp and I still put the whole thing in my mouth, I'm kind of like, wow, I can't believe I did that. You did it. You took the plunge. <laughs> yes, I did it for, for <laughs> myself and for the podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm still sitting here kind of excited that I did it, even though it's not even that big of a deal, but I'd been meaning to try sushi for so long now. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely. And and chopsticks. I'd been mm. meaning to... I actually used them the other day when I had noodles, and it was very difficult oh. because noodles yes. are not as easy to grab as no, popcorn. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you gave it a go. I did, and I'm very happy <laughs> about it. The haiku thing was very sort of chill and calm, yeah. and after I had sushi, it was this Friday, I just wanted to get up and tell everybody about it already. I was oh, like, yeah. I had sushi, everybody! Because <laughs> I know yesterday you were talking about how, how like you wanted to talk about it, but you couldn't yeah. obviously because we're talking about it now. Yes, but, it's, yeah, like no, not, it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like, oh, big, big whoop, you had sushi. But to me, I was yeah. like, I had sushi! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Proud of you <laughs> oh, thank you i'm very proud of myself but yeah that's that's what i did so oh well what did you good. do big do sigh I seem, do i seem any calmer to you this morning uh no because <laughs> i'm not okay, cool. <laughs> i was like oh did you did you meditate am i supposed to say yes um no i did uh dog yoga dog yoga <laughs> Yes. Doga? Yes, Doga, as it's called. I did it with my miniature schnauzer, Misty, and it was a disaster. I did it this morning because I wanted to see kind of how I felt coming into the podcast after doing it. And <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a mess. Um, I did one particular video on YouTube first where there was a lady with her two dogs. It was a lot more relaxed. The dogs were like everywhere, squeaking their toys, just being dogs. And yeah, she never sat down. <laughs> 
she was running around squeaking her toys. She was very interested in the sound of the dogs in the video squeaking theirs. So oh. that was oh, look, cool. I've got one too. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, wow, they've got one. I'll, I'll squeak mine. I was yeah. like, please don't. She my, kept- my thought immediately when you explain this is because, okay, I haven't met your dog, but I've heard a lot about your dog. You've and heard my she dog? Yeah. Did, she, I've heard your dog. Yes. <laughs> she she does not give off the impression that she is, you know, has any mindfulness of... <laughs> No. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> no no so, calmness when it comes no. to that. Yeah, she's about one and a quarter years old. And she's she's not the calmest dog. She's not the most hyperactive dog. But Doga is not for her. So there was one point where we were doing what's called the corpse pose. So you're just lying flat on your back. It's You're just relaxing, letting it all out. And she shoved her snoot right in my ear. She was mm. licking my ear. It was disgusting. Uh, disgusting? Disgusting. yeah it wasn't it wasn't particularly successful i have to say i tried to get her to sit down next to me whilst we practice gratitude which is not something that she's very good at as you can tell from (laughs) when i've spoken to you before and she slaps her food bowl about despite having just eaten she uh, Um, maybe she thought that you were really a corpse and she was trying to resuscitate you (laughs) she has done that before we've tried to train her a little bit in that kind of thing because of of, uh, like when I have fits which is quite rare but um, I was trying to kind of let her know that I was not having a fit and that I was okay but I don't think she believed me <laughs> <laughs> she liked the massage part where we had to massage the dog, let uh, them don't know, sort out their chakras or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she liked the massage part, but that was about it, really. She gave me a bit of a battering. I did try to record the audio, but she kept sitting on my phone, so <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go very well. I didn't want to put it too close to the iPad because I didn't want it to pick up the video audio. But so yeah, she just sat on it. So <laughs> would I do it? again no would i <laughs> no. do yoga i would do yoga i wouldn't do doga so <laughs> right right it was a, not something i'd do again <laughs> okay but... yeah that kind of sounds like a very cautious thing to try you never yes. know if it's going to if it would have ended up good it probably would have been a really adorable experience yes but if it's not it's just pure chaos oh it is it really is i I'm was glad trying to when do you... the yoga around her i'm glad when you recorded the soap audio your mom didn't sit on your phone <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I'd have been a bit worried considering the phone was on the countertop as yeah. well. But uh, yeah, her no, nose in she, your uh... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I said, we initially planned to do Canny Cross, but obviously it's just been way too hot here at the moment and I don't want to put her through that. So I thought, yeah, let's try some Doga and Never Again. Never again. (laughs) Well, if you guys want to try some Doga, do it and then tell us how awful it was. Yes, I do have a little bit of information on Doga. So I guess, how did it come about? It's very impressive when you can watch people whose dogs actually cooperate. I mean, there's goat yoga. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, where they they just shit on you and they call it blessings. Mm. 
I think I'll, I'd rather try Doga again. Oh, well, you received um, some blessings. <laughs> she blessed you. Oh, she blessed me by shoving her nose in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> Preferable to goat shit, so. <laughs> so apparently it started in America in 2003. I mean, I kind of expected it to have started in America. You know, <laughs> it's one oh. of those things. Um, came to <laughs> Britain early. a year later. Yeah. And it spread around the Western world by 2011, apparently. Doga teachers have noted the seemingly enlightened nature of dogs and the benefits of exercise bonding and enjoyment that the activity can bring <laughs> my favorite quote was william baloney claimed baloney. That... <laughs> that's his name um <laughs> So apparently kind of the way it took off was there was a book that was released in 2003 called Doga Yoga for Dogs by Jennifer Brilliant and mm. William Baloney. They God, that, good names. Yes. They claim that dogies, that's I presume the people who are leading the Doga, never try to impress. They practice Doga with effortlessness. I can't say that word. <laughs> Effortlessnessnessness. Effortlessness. Effortlessnessness. <laughs> yeah, the more nessness, the, the more effort. Oh, goodness. And compassion, self-aware, but never self-conscious. I can't say the same thing about Misty. I know, I'm not doing it again. If your dog's a <laughs> bit more chill, if your dog loves a good pat, then cool, go for it. But I wouldn't do it again with my dog personally. <laughs> yes, it's, it's like that video with the collie that followed that person's movements perfectly and yes. did the leg lifts and the downward oh, dog. And it was very cute. If you have a dog like that, then go ahead. No, you know what? No matter what dog you have, try it. And if it's awful, Give it a we, go. we want to hear about it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> well, I wasn't smart enough to make my old new thing match with whatever I did. So I just picked anything that I could think of that I've done in the past. And one thing that I used to do was I played the ocarina. I think you um, briefly told me about this. Yeah, I yeah. I still have it somewhere uh, in its mm. little case. So, I mean, I've always loved the ocarina for video game related reasons. Oh, yeah. Ocarina of Time and so on. And I've also tried many times to pick up an instrument, but have given up when I couldn't be arsed to learn how to read music or even <laughs> find out what thing does what. But then so someone I was friends with at the time brought their ocarina and started playing it. And I thought, hey, that looks a lot simpler than all those other instruments, which is a very naive way to think about any instrument. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hard. They all require effort. But what charmed me about the ocarina was when I looked up songs to practice, they would mostly just show how to play these songs through charts that show you visually where to place your fingers. So not like, oh, okay. not like sheet music or anything, no. like which holes to cover. And as mm. someone who kind of learns very differently from how <laughs> a lot of other people do, this helped me because yeah. I learn a lot easier through something being shown to me in image form. Yeah. So it looked kind of simple to learn. Mm -hmm. So I looked up a ton of songs, mostly from movies and video games, and I practiced them over and over. It was probably very annoying to my neighbors. <laughs> I did start to learn a few of them by heart and it sounded mostly okay <laughs> to <Yep>. me. <laughs> Maybe not to them. This was when I learned that the ocarina, while it gave me an easier way for me to learn, it was not, in fact, a shortcut to learning to play an instrument. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Turns out you still need to put in the work and time. Oops. Uh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the trouble. Yeah. Oh. And sadly, but you gave it a go. Yes. Sadly, I did end up giving it up just like I did with violin and guitar. But first of all, maybe, sure, maybe I haven't found the instrument, you know, mm. that's for me. I'm, yeah. Sometimes you try a bunch and you don't have the patience for them, but then you find the one, you know? Yeah. And I do have other ones that I'm that I want to try at some point because yeah. I, I'm not totally giving up music. I think I just, you know, I, I didn't have enough drive and I felt lost because it's it's really confusing to learn by myself rather than having someone teach me. Yeah, yeah. I remember in music class in school, I was always very involved in doing everything and I would, people would show me how to do it so it was better. But, I mean, I had a lot of fun during the times I played and I, even, I brought it to cons with me. Oh, I yeah. would sit on the floor and practice my Legend of Zelda songs and people would recognize them and it was a good time. Oh, um, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, pretty, it's just like kind of practicing for myself and then people ended up mm. recognizing the song. I, I still wasn't by any means good at it. I was very slow at <laughs> I had slow pacing. But it, yeah. kind of, it still made people smile, so... I think my favorite songs I played ended up being, yeah, some Zelda songs, like I said. Mm. But then, weirdly, specifically, We Are One from Lion King 2. <laughs> okay, yep, that's it. That is quite specific. <laughs> and the Misty Mountains <laughs> from The Hobbit. Yeah, We Are One okay. was probably the only one I actually played semi-accurately, so I would play that one every time I picked up my ocarina. <laughs> probably made someone want to... If they had The Lion King 2 on DVD or VHS, they probably would have wanted to burn it after hearing you play it <laughs> over and over and over but it had not a nice melody and was easy to play so yeah it, it became my go-to song but oh. yeah it's um i wanted to get the ocarina of time ocarina but i didn't so i got like okay. a different one because i didn't want to be seem too nerdy when i sat and played nerd <laughs> songs <laughs> well nothing wrong with a good nerd song yeah, uh, yeah, honestly. And yeah, I, I really want to try like a keyboard or something like that. I never, yeah. at first I was like, no, I can't, I can't do that because I got stubby fingers. Whatever. It just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can still yeah. play a keyboard. Oh yeah. Even if you've got tiny fingers, it's oh, yeah. not a requirement. I mean, I've got a MIDI keyboard and I've got tiny fingers, but I don't know how to play it properly. I just use it for production-y bits. So I <laughs> yeah, but then even if you, even when you learn to play it, it's not as if you're going to be like, oh, it's too bad I learned how to play this keyboard because yeah. I have short fingers, so it's impossible. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, that's not how it works. No, no, exactly. Ugh. But that's what I thought. So I was like, oh, I really want to learn the piano. Because we had a piano at yeah. my house when I was a kid. And I would plink plonk on it <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. I would play Pop Goes the Weasel every time I saw it. And my parents hated it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd always wanted to, but I didn't. So maybe mm. maybe I'll try instruments again. The ocarina was the one that I at least managed to learn some stuff on before I gave up. Which, like, guitar, I gave up almost immediately. <laughs> I I just gave up the second a string broke because I was yeah. too scared of fastening a new one because I didn't want it to break while I did it because it was very oh, yeah. scary when it happened. Yeah. It was a metal string. Mm. So I was like, what if it snaps again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I no, didn't I get that. dare to do it. So that, yeah, my journey with instruments has been weird, but maybe I'll give it a go again. Yeah, maybe you should. talk about it then. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should find another obscure instrument to try. I I mean, I have tried. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> 
I think a lot of people actually sometime in their life purchase an automaton. I actually don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> it is shaped like a music note. It's this right. little, it's got a face and a mouth. Okay. And you squish the mouth and play right. the sort of the long part of the music note, so to speak. You play oh, that okay. and you move its mouth. So it kind of wah-wahs. <laughs> It's like, me, okay. me, me. It's, it's very <laughs> stupid. Um, many people have made funny covers of uh, existing songs with automatons. And I'm it's really, check that out. it's a stupid fucking instrument. <laughs> I had one, but it didn't work properly. So it yeah. would just wah-wah when I didn't want it to wah-wah. <laughs> don't but want that. It, exactly. You don't want, you don't a, want too rogue, many a rogue wah-wah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> I had an automaton. I'm glad I was reminded of it when you said obscure instrument because because I'd forgotten yes. about it. But yes, I had an automaton oh and I goodness. tried to play it for the novelty and then it got a life of its own and I became oh no. very scared of it and never yeah, used it again. That sounds fair. So, One yeah. instrument <laughs> that I've always been quite interested in is the, uh, I think it's called a handpan. It's like a big drum, but it's oh, it's hard to describe. It kind of looks like a spaceship with indents in it and oh. it makes some beautiful noises. You know, you mm. can play some really beautiful tunes on it, but they're like very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. super expensive, which is I, a shame. I... I really would love to try the shamisen or something, but considering my experience with strings, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> also, I'm probably gonna sound like I'm just a freaking Japanese nerd with all the things that I've been talking about. <laughs> it's just a coincidence, I promise. Let's be um, fair, we're both weebs. Oh, we're both weebs, yeah. yeah. But I don't want to be like, oh, this thing's from Japan, so it's automatically good. <laughs> like, no, the shamisen's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, well. Um, What story did you bring today? Um, I actually brought, so it's not so much a funny story. It, I think it's a nice story. Is so, it a cautionary tale? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I feel like it's quite uplifting. It's oh. relevant to dogs in connection with my doga, but it's to do with my last dog, oh. Mr. Milo, or Sir Milus, as I call him. Sir Milus. Sun Milus, Sir Milus. Um, so, a bit of background on Milo. So, he was a 12-year-old rescue Akita. We got him a few years ago now. He was in with the Akita Rescue and Welfare, which my parents-in-law used to do a lot with. They had two rescue Akitas. I say had, mm. they still have them. Um, <laughs> uh, they contacted us and they said, well, we know you want a dog. Would you be interested in fostering this old man? His name is Milo. He's very gentle. We think he's going to die in kennels in the next few weeks and we don't want that for him. We'd like him mm. to be in a home. He stayed with us for two years. <laughs> so not quite the six weeks, six months they were talking about. Loved him to pieces. He was well, he was our first dog that was like ours. And so the story is one day we took him to an event in Cheltenham called Paws in the Park, where mm. he was the ambassador for the Akita rescue. Oh. And they had pictures of him before he came to us. So he had, you know, with all his sores and missing fur and wasted legs. So they, we had him there as kind of a companion comparison to say look at the work we do look how healthy and great he's doing and he, he was very well behaved so a good ambassador mm. at the event they had a little sort of fun dog show i'd never done a dog show so i said well why don't we enter milo <laughs> 12 year old big boy so we entered him into two categories golden oldie and best rescue mm. in golden oldie he got highly commended which is i think <laughs> when they don't really get a placement but 
but you know it was a fun dog show we weren't too fast he got a little rosette oh yeah and then he did uh best rescue where he got second place which was just oh. right for us because if he'd have gotten first place we'd have had to have gone through to the next round and we couldn't be bothered at that stage we wanted to go home <laughs> so yeah we were like second place is the best place that we can get without having to stay any longer <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah he got second place he's and old he's a nap yes so um yeah and then the akita rescue sort of posted about it and it was really lovely because it was just kind of proof that an old rescue dogs could still do well and a few months prior he'd been walking on the streets eating rubbish out of bins and then he was winning little rosettes Aww. and it was it was really wholesome i still have his rosette and i keep them next to his ashes bless him uh yeah that was such a lovely day i'll have to post a picture of from when he got them it was it was really cute that's so sweet it was really sweet i've only ever heard stories of him leaving giant elephant shits (laughs) and eating things he weren't supposed to and escaping yeah Yeah, so this was very wholesome to hear about yeah there was a lot of really lovely things that happened with him but when he was naughty those are the funniest stories oh god (laughs) when i first saw a picture of him i was just like what kind of horse is that he was oh yeah that's what, humongous yeah. just a oh, chungabungus yeah, yeah he was 55 kilos when he passed away which is the same weight as my husband oh so my God. <laughs> he was very tall Holy it didn't shit. matter i know he was huge um it wouldn't matter if we put food at the back of the counters because he was super tall he would just reach over stretch out his long neck and take it and run off so (laughs) he was a very big boy but we were very proud of him that day and you know we did some good work for the rescue by representing them and sort of being like hey old rescue dogs can still do well yeah yeah it was lovely and i mean at least even if he was a menace sometimes oh he was you know he was enjoying life (laughs) oh yeah he was old he deserved it yeah he was having a bit of fun maybe he deserved a little bit of that food he wasn't supposed to (laughs) (laughs) yes like the chocolate brioche pan oh god (laughs) that's not that's an exception yes well there was a couple of times where he stole some chocolate but luckily he was okay because Um, he was huge (laughs) i'm assuming i guess yeah it was partially to do with the fact that he was human sized yeah Um, he shouldn't uh, have eaten it anyway but i'll uh, eat some poison (laughs) i don't care feel the snake bite enter my veins I panicked when I saw the empty chocolate wrapper when I got home. I was oh like, oh no, God. no, is he going to be okay? We He's... kept an eye on him and he was fine, so. <laughs> yeah, just like, whatever, get some mild diarrhea. It's like, yeah. it's basically like lactose intolerant people. They were like, I know I can't have this, but who yeah. the fuck's going to stop me? <laughs> oh, exactly. But, Not me. Um, well, I mean, yeah, luckily he was fine, but please don't feed your dogs chocolate. I wouldn't no. feed my current dog chocolate. <laughs> don't, in fact, do that. And if you've seen them eating chocolate, keep an eye on them. <laughs> yes. And if they start being ill, take them to the vets immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you should probably the... take them precautionary. It's, like, ready, it's, but, like, uh... the, uh, it's like a balance scale. Like Misty can't get the chocolate because she's too short. But if she yes. had it, she would probably be very... It would not be good. It would no. be, be very bad for her. But Milo, yes. he could reach them, but it wouldn't oh, yeah. affect him because he was too big. So it's a very yeah. nice balance. <laughs> I mean, it probably affected him but not badly enough for us to have to take him to the vets luckily 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And of course, because since he was a dog, he probably would have been like, hmm, that made me sick. Delicious, though. Can I have some more, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not long after, he stole some toffee sauce out of the fridge, which I'd homemade with a friend. And It's like drugs to him. He's like, well, I know yeah. this is bad for me, but I have to have some more. Well, he was, uh, he was eating a sponge that was covered in the toffee sauce <laughs> out of the bin. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> our next door neighbor yelled for my husband. And she was like, Toby, Toby, Milo's eating a sponge. <laughs> and <laughs> so he ran out and he had to try and wedge it out of his mouth. Took a while for him to allow it. I mean, <laughs> listen, I mean, I one of my cats likes to eat plastic. Oh, no. But most of all, he likes to eat things that are that come in long strings. Yeah. Like yeah, cats several meters long. Yeah. And he will just keep swallowing it and swallowing it. And when I find oh, no. him, I have to unspool it from his like throat. I have to like pull it out of him and it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. And Misty's like, eaten things like that before. We've had to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. Misty's always making heaving noises for some reason. Oh. <laughs> she hasn't eaten anything she shouldn't. She just, She's just I think she does it for life. attention sometimes. Oh yeah. So for example, when my husband used to do customer service from home, she would just walk in behind him whilst he was on the phone and just go <coughs> really loudly in the background. And then he'd get I'm off dying. to check if she was okay. Yeah. She'd get off to check to if <laughs> He'd get off to check if she was okay, and she would just be fine. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it's God, it's like when, when babies fall over, and they're like, eh, oh, yeah. and then they, they're like, hello? Oh, hello? yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've tried some new media this time as well, as always. Yeah. And I, last time, I had a pretty bad time, and I'm sure that I'm going to get crucified for it, because apparently everybody loves Gex. But okay. this time, this time I played something that I figured I was going to like, mm. and it's something that I've been meaning to play for a long time because I've played pretty much every Final Fantasy game except this one. Mm -hmm. So I played, and you know this because you saw me do it. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Final Fantasy V, which I did play for like 10 seconds once, but I don't count that. So I haven't beaten it because it's an RPG and they're like 40 hours, but I played for a bit. It's about a young man named Bartz. Bartz, okay. Yes, it, with a Z. Uh, it's <laughs> Very cool. It's also been translated as butts with a Z. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yes, which is, I think, it's a far superior translation, and they should Absolutely. have kept that. Absolutely. So I played a very, it's a it's a remastered version that looks shittier than the original. <laughs> um, oh, the no. character portraits are beautiful because it's yeah. from Yoshitaka Amano, uh -huh. but they don't match the the character sprites. Like Bart's oh. has white hair on the on the concept <laughs> art, and then he has brown hair, and and ah. one a lady has pink hair, but then she actually also has white. It, it's very it's consistent. A, very yes, very consistent. But mm. anyway, Bart's or Butts, he travels the world <laughs> with his chocobo friend. So for those who don't know, chocobo Good. are ostrich-sized birds, yellow, fluffy, cute, rideable, and uh, it was his father's dying wish that he would travel the world. So mm. when he travels, he finds a princess named Lena and an old amnesiac man named Galoof, uh, which to me sounds a bit like a sneeze. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, after a meteorite crashes nearby, he finds them, and they they are heading towards the wind shrine Lena's trying to she's trying to find her father who went there to find out why the wind appeared to have stopped something like that so they think something has happened to the wind crystal in the shrine very basic Final Fantasy mm -hmm. stuff also yep. it's kind of the nostalgia effect we're like oh these crystals hold the elements in harmony oh, and stuff yeah. like that they also meet a pirate captain on the way named Ferris okay. who I've talked about because everybody thought the Ferris was a man uh, and that oh, his, his uh, and that his pirate crew all had a crush on him but then it turns out it's a lady which is fine but it would 
have been fun if we had this gorgeous male pirate captain who whose crew all had crushes on him. But yes. yeah, she's awesome. So as it turns out, as is also typical of this, uh, especially earlier Final Fantasy games, these four are the warriors of light. So basically the chosen okay. ones. Chosen yeah. by the crystals. Woohoo. Oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Never heard that before. <laughs> well, maybe back then it was. <laughs> no one of, cared back then. Yeah. No one gave, gave a shit back then. That, that was just like, the, the first game was just was like, just you, are the, the formula. you are the warriors of light. Is there a story? I don't know. Go do stuff. So <laughs> as they come together, they, they become chosen by these crystals to bring balance back to the world. So it's kind of like the first game where you get to choose jobs for your characters. So you, okay. the further you get, you get more jobs. Like you can be a black mage or a red mage, or you can be a monk or a okay. warrior. So you get more of those, the further you get and you can choose whatever you want for whichever character. So mm. you don't have to get the stereotypical, oh, the girl is the white mage who heals because she's a girl. No, like, yeah. no, you can, you can make her a warrior princess yes. if you want. Yes. <laughs> I made the old man the healer because he, he looked good in, in the robes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other reason needed. Yeah, it's really funny because Ferris, the, the fire, the, the pirate captain, the pirate captain, <laughs> Paris, the fire captain. <laughs> the pirate captain, yep. <laughs> um, she, so before you find out that she's a lady, you can still choose several jobs for her where you just see massive knockers. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's before it's even, Exactly. Before it's even been revealed, it's just like, okay, what class do I pick for Ferris? And then it's just like, all of them have massive boobas. <laughs> so it's like, hmm, okay, well, I know there are men with massive boobas, but in games, you kind of don't expect them to do no. that. So I was like, okay, it's a, it's a girl. Especially then. older games. Yeah, yeah. You don't expect them to be really forward thinking like, no, but this guy, he just has really big boobs. Like, yeah. no, this was in 19 whatever. <laughs> yeah. Didn't bother to look it up. 1990 something maybe. So yeah, I, I like it. It's, it's similar to games, mm-hmm. new and old has a nostalgia factor fantasy world it's got dragons and magic and pirates and other cool stuff so All the good stuff yeah it's not like amazing for now it's got its own more developed story along with the crystal thing and the warriors of light thing like um, yeah it's similar there but they have they've injected more personality and agency in the characters than previous ones so it's yeah. kind of like an updated version of the old games mm-hmm. um so yeah i i like it i will probably keep playing it i have yeah. been i actually, but I just wish the, this remaster didn't look like baby's first indie game. <laughs> yeah, that's a real shame. Like, when a remaster doesn't, well, either doesn't look much better or doesn't look better. <laughs> yeah, and it's very inconsistent Yeah, like like we oh, no. noticed. And yeah, the uh, a lot of the assets look like the kind of assets that you would see in a game where nobody made their own assets. Mm. Like, it would be the library assets Oh yeah, something. That's how they look. They look very oh, no. generic and sort of oh we didn't make this kind of deal no, it's <laughs> it's, uh, yeah uh, I, I hope i'm not stepping on anybody's toe saying that i think it's kind of a general consensus that it looks kind of like shit also it was notoriously difficult to run it kept crashing and square enix doesn't give a shit so <laughs> i had to keep finding fixes for things i before... did see your steam keep popping up yeah <laughs> so i was like this is probably gonna be very visible that I'm struggling with this but it was finally playable for some reason the controller would not act like a controller and so on but I did make it work at first I was like this is very annoying to play so I don't know if I'm enjoying it but I am now that I can actually play it Mm. like it's supposed to be played yeah (laughs) so had a much nicer time this time I I just like plot games you know I like like to have a good plot Mm. some personality 
Rivet's News Corner. Welcome to Rivet's News Corner. So, today we've got an interesting story. This one I got from the Huffington Post. It's about how a whole bunch of bears crashed a high school pool party. Oh, wow. Like animal bears, right? Not... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. I-, I was about to say physical bears. Physical bears. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the gay community bears, they're, they're, they're incorporeal. <laughs> they're just crashing all those pool parties. <laughs> the, the bear ghosts. Oh, no. Yeah. So, there are some great pictures here. They're like wrestling next to the pool. I'll read the story. (laughs) A high school pool party in Tennessee last weekend got a lot wilder after a crew of black bears showed up. Yeah, seven bears. Quite a few. They were in the pool. They were just chilling. They were strolling across the tennis court. And at one point, two of them engage in a bit of roughhousing. They're just out there having a good time. There's some great videos here. They're having a little tussle. I think that's delightful for them. Did they give them any pool noodles to fight with, at least? No. Why would they? Come on, guys. (laughs) Exactly. The bears have come. They've arrived. They've come to your party to celebrate with you and you give them nothing. Yeah, seven whole bears. Exactly. It looks like everyone's just like run off. That's just one. That's one bear left without a roughhousing partner. That's an odd number. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he's going to not have anyone to roughhouse with. Maybe one of the bears wasn't well that day. Oh, yeah. So he couldn't come to the party. Mm. Yeah, he had the he, He had the rope. <laughs> you don't want a rough house with the Rona, no. No, absolutely not. So, was at the junior reserve officers training corps swim party, and seven bears, they just came in. They were just chilling. They're just swimming around, having a good time, having a tussle, as you do. Aww. I think that's delightful, personally. Our party now. Yeah. <laughs> I've always had such mixed opinions on bears. I think they're lovely, but I wouldn't want to uh-huh. get too close to one. I... <laughs> it's okay. All you have to know is that when you see a bear, you just have to tell it not to break your kayak. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I love that video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Did I... and please, please, bear, don't break my kayak. Please, bear. Please, don't. Please, bear. Please. <laughs> You're, You're meant to be hibernating. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about the story of a bear in Canada who was drowning a man and uh, what? he pulled the man up for like a second and the man went no you don't have to do this and then the bear just left oh he was like I don't oh he cool. was like oh yeah cool sorry about that mate uh, yeah oh I don't I thought I had to for some reason yeah he's yeah. like oh thank god I was told that I had to I really didn't want to do bear. this yeah I was I don't I didn't want to do it okay thanks for telling me I'll you just I'm sorry, just get on with your day. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Sorry, sir. Carry on. So apparently bears are often drawn to pools. Apparently that's a thing. Um, I feel like we as a a world are attracted to pools. Except for dogs, maybe. Uh, Certain dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Certain cats. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Apparently in 2018, a bear went viral after stealing a man's margarita, chilling in his unheated jacuzzi, and then he just took a nap. I think that's lovely for him. Why? Why? was the jacuzzi unheated yeah if you know he's coming yeah get it ready yeah it's right common come on sense, common courtesy he just wants to relax with a bit of margarita he's had a rough day out in the forest eating berries yeah you've been out working hard all day he wants yeah. to just come home and chill in his heated jacuzzi who puts the bread out. on the table yeah <laughs> exactly. this bear <laughs> that's the thing he's just chilling there's loads of lovely bear related stories in the related section on this article oh, so wow. well there's a picture of the bear chilling in the unheated jacuzzi. There's the bear who tried to steal a car. I've seen that 
that video. It's great. I really love it. And Glamorous Bear Watches Sunrise from Hotel Veranda. So Oh, lovely. They're just getting about, just chilling, just leave them be. They're just know? basically humans <laughs> at this point. Just integrate them into society. Yeah, but don't get too close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might drown you. I have never seen a real bear, I don't think. I have. Oh, it yeah, was get... it was awful. <laughs> Um, it was scary. They're big. Yeah, they look pretty big. Because, <laughs> I mean, here in the UK, we don't really have much in terms of dangerous animals. So that's not something that I have to worry about. Yeah, the only dangerous animals you have to worry about are the lads. Oh, the, the lads, or as my yeah. mum calls them, the homies. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, homies, 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 homies. Yeah, it, it I, doesn't have the same ring to it. The homies. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The youths, I guess, is what she was trying the, to yeah, say. But uh, homies was just the word that came out. Lesser. <laughs> well, now, if you watch uh, Tattoo Fixers, instead of people saying, I went on a lad's holiday, they can yeah. just be like, I went on a homie day. A homie holiday. Yeah. Homie yeah. holiday. Holiday with the lads. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, if I were there and a bear came in, I would shit myself. To, to would... be fair, if you were there, a bear? If, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, I would absolutely shit myself. But yeah, <laughs> that's Rivet's new... new... It's God's sake. That's, <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's where that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna end it at your left. <laughs> I know you watched something uh, this time. Yeah. You sound tired. <laughs> so you had a bad time last week. Ooh. I had a bad time this week. We're switching it off. Ooh. Yes. So as we discussed, as part of the media segment, part of it is watching things that everyone else loves that we haven't necessarily tried. Mm. So I decided to try watching Friends. Oh I, my gosh. I have no. never watched an episode of Friends in my life. Well, until now. My granddad used to love it. God bless him. But he did also used to love the Big Bang Theory. So, I mean, <laughs> questionable taste in sitcoms. It was interesting. A lot of the jokes haven't aged well. Mm -hmm. I was going to watch 10 episodes, but I decided to pity myself. You I decided to love yourself is yes. what you did. Yes. Well, I only watched five, so I wouldn't say I love myself. But <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I expected, to be fair. But it mm. wasn't good. <laughs> in my opinion, of course. Yes. yes. It's obviously just not my kind of humor it has moments of maybe a good joke or something like yes that, but yeah. it's not as a whole it's not no. really that great well though i think bottom line is that no it's just not really my kind of humor but it was okay you know i could like leave it on in the background whilst i was painting or working on something so it wasn't like i couldn't watch it at all it was all right oh yeah when i was yeah. a young man <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah when it was new i guess when it was still going it was on tv a lot here yes. so i've seen it from since i was very small and i used to like it because yeah. i the the jokes haven't aged well but back then no. i guess they were funny to me yes but yeah. now today i would not suffer through friends no not ever <laughs> intentionally not intentionally no no yeah, because it's one of those shows that I've heard people raving about for years, even now. People are like, think, oh yeah, I want to watch Friends again, I love Friends. I think and if they like, did sit down and watch it, they would kind of have their, have their nostalgia crushed a little bit. Yes, I think the majority of the hype is nostalgia. Absolutely, which I don't because have I it. saw I the sort of advert for the Friends reunion thing, and I yeah. got 
emotional <laughs> because I'd seen so many episodes. Yeah. But then when afterwards, I was like, why am I getting emotional? I don't like Friends. But I used to. So I, yeah. you know, there, there's that. So people people did like it genuinely. But yeah, I think yeah. if they did sit down and watch it again, they'd be like, oh no. Possibly. I mean, yeah. I know there are people who were still binge watching it. I mean, what was it Netflix paid to keep it on there? Was it like yes. $110 million or something ridiculous? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Didn't know that. So, yeah. Obviously there's people out there who were still enjoying it, but um, I won't be okay, one of them. Yeah. True, I can't say I'll are... be putting myself through any more of it. There are things that I like that I, uh, that I think is bad. Things that are like, I don't know, comfort things or just yeah. stuff that's still enjoyable. Even Guilty if... pleasures. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I kind of get it, but at the same time i'm like out of everything that exists in this world why this <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean if you like friends then cool yes. it's just not my we will thing. not crucify you the... if you like no, friends. no of course not <laughs> but, but you uh, are yeah. just like the guy who who didn't like crinkle cuts oh you are entitled Frank's to your Frank. your wrong yeah. opinion <laughs> yes <laughs> No, my uh, I, not not my thing. It's just not my kind of humor. It's it was all right on in the background. It did kind of remind me of you know there was a certain time period where with sitcoms where they have a certain vibe and yes. it kind of reminded me of some of the ones that would just be on when I got home from school because mm. my parents used to watch them. So like everybody loves Raymond, King of Queens, oh, etc. Yeah. I've seen a lot of those too. Oh, we used to love everybody loves Raymond as a family. I, <laughs> I was always extremely uncomfortable with it because I won't say who, but there was a character there who yep. reminded me of someone in real life oh. too much. And oh, no. it was not funny because no. it was too real. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You joined it as a family. I don't know how that's aged. Sitcoms back then had a lot of the, you know, oh, I hate my wife, the old yeah, ball and yeah. chain and like oh yeah, that kind of stuff, which is an old trope. A joke I hope that millennials can keep killing and killing as much as possible. Yep. But also friends especially did this thing where they wouldn't even make a joke. They would yes. just randomly say something or do something and then put a laugh track on it. And yes, I, know everyone, I noticed that. Yeah, like I know everyone put laugh tracks on everything that wasn't funny as well. But friends especially had this thing where they, they would just, it was so random. They would just say a random word and they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. it's like, yeah. what, what happened there? This that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I know that was, I noticed that. So for example, and I think it was the first episode, I don't know if I just didn't get the joke or whether there just wasn't a joke, but there was a part where I think it's Chandler. He's talking about how the phone was there and then it rang and it was his mom and there was just this laugh track and I thought what's, what? what's the joke <laughs> I, I will say most of the time when that happens there is no joke a lot of times it will just be someone opening a door and then people yeah. looking at the person who opened the door and then a laugh track plays and I'm like is this supposed to be an awkward moment or what <laughs> they just came inside and now you're looking at them funny yeah exactly and, I was like I don't know if I just don't get it or whether there is no joke I <laughs> I think I this was tell. kind of one of the times when they would play around with the laugh track a lot just yes. to make people laugh because people will laugh when others laugh. Yes. So I got tricked into laughing many times at that point when I was little, especially if I wanted to seem cool. Like, yeah, oh, I got the like, joke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. funny. Now it's just like, no, I'd rather laugh oh, at funny, funny things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode with my husband and then he didn't want to watch anymore. So 
<laughs> I put myself through the next four episodes, cut myself off from doing ten. Can you so... <laughs> believe what she did for you for this podcast for the world? Yeah. <laughs> I suffered. Five episodes of Friends in twenty twenty one. It was gonna be ten, but I oh said my... no. I love myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love yourself. Don't oh. yeah, don't if, if someone's been raving about something and you you're like, I really don't wanna watch this actually. I yeah. could not be paid to watch this. Don't give it a go. <laughs> no, no. I listen I to your, do it again. your your intuition, your gut feeling. Like I said, good points. There was the odd joke I actually still found funny. Oh yeah. It did give me that kind of nostalgic vibe, but I'd never watched the show itself, so I didn't get much nostalgia for friends, of course. Yeah. It was alright to have on the background. I wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I watched so many sitcoms back then. I think it was part of the thing that t that taught me English in the first place because yeah. we didn't, we don't have a lot of Swedish shows mm. like that. We have a lot of reality shows and, and things like that. We don't have sitcoms really. It's a yeah. very American thing mm, and definitely. that's what we got so we would get those same shows and I would watch those because my parents would watch those and yes. you know, I was the youngest. I didn't get to choose what mm. to watch on TV and if I did, it was Cartoon Network. <laughs> oh yeah, same. I mean, my parents were always more into American TV shows so I guess we just kind of ended up watching more sitcoms by default. I mean, British humor, there are some absolutely fantastic shows out there. So, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I, we watched a few of those, but it was more or less sitcoms and things, but it was yeah. more just because it was on in the background. It wasn't Absolutely, that we consciously yeah. chosen to watch it. <laughs> it would be the kind of thing that if I wasn't doing something else at the same time, I would still just sort of be lounging in the couch and half paying yeah. attention. Yeah, exactly. um, so it was a it was a nice thing to grow up with. It was a nice thing to have yeah. in the background and it taught me more conversational English yeah. because I learned a lot of my English in, from video games, mm -hmm. but they weren't voiced back then so I would just read it incorrectly and then my brother would correct me <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah so they, they they were really useful in a sense for me yeah. and sometimes it was a kind of thing where the whole family would just sit down and watch yeah. and everyone would have a good time so they delivered in their own way back then yeah it was and, more sort yeah. of I guess passive watching there were oh yeah there wasn't many people who would sit there and be like yeah I'm gonna sit and watch this now I'm gonna be focused I'm gonna right. be really so into difficult. it to do passive watching today. Oh yeah, it really is. Yeah, I put things on while I work and maybe I'll watch something while I'm having lunch, but I'll yeah. watch half an episode of something yeah. and then go back to work. Yeah, yeah. And then watch the next half the next day at lunch. So like, there's just no time it feels like. If you have the time after work, you want to spend it on something you enjoy or if yes, you want to focus on something, it's not going to be like friends. <laughs> oh no, no. When I'm working, I can only usually watch watch a reality show or a sitcom because I don't have to focus on it completely. Mm. It can just be on. I don't have to think about it. I don't care what happens. <laughs> so Yeah, you you don't have any agency in it. No, absolutely not. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, friends. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Great. Like, I loved it. Great time. <laughs> May, uh, maybe I should suffer the next time too. We just need to go back and forth. To cleanse the palate and to make us all feel better. Again, best part of the podcast. Absolutely.
absolutely. Um, you can forget about all that other stuff that we just said because now, yeah, all of None it. Of now it we're gonna. Now you're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna inject this straight into your mind brains. Okay. Your mind so, brains. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as cool. opposed to your your butt brains and your foot brains. So yep. I asked River to bring a fictional character mm-hmm. she thinks is cool, attractive, or just awesome or whatever. So which one did you bring this time? Okay, the one I've picked takes all three boxes. I have brought to the table today low poly Hagrid from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for <laughs> PS1. I love specifically low specifically poly Hagrid. Low poly Hagrid. You say that there is a superior Hagrid. There's not. Everybody Google low poly Please. Hagrid. You will Please. understand. My husband was playing this game, I think it was last week, and he called me in specifically to see low poly Hagrid. He, he is just like, a pile of goodness. It really is. My husband was like, come have a look, come have a look. Low poly Hagrid's coming on. And I- <laughs> So, of course I ran in, and it was beautiful. Oh, gosh. Okay, so the one I brought in, this isn't a joke. I think he's hot. Um... Mine is Ganondorf from the Zelda series. And I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you who that is. For the record, He's... for the listeners, I have never played a Legend of Zelda game. So he is the villain in almost every game. Right. So there's essentially a curse that was placed on the hero right. by a god named Demise. Okay. Who said that he was going to come back in new iterations across time and fight him over and over again. Like he was never going to give up until he got the hero. Okay. So that's Ganondorf. He is the reincarnation, so to speak, of that. And he has the Triforce of Power. So he is evil. He's evil. A lot of people have spoken about the possibility of a rehydrated Ganon in Breath of the Wild because they showed a skeleton of him and people were like, oh, I wonder what he would look like with meat on him and skin. And they call it rehydrated Ganon. But that's not who I'm talking about today. We're just talking about general Ganondorf, okay? okay? He looks different in every iteration, but in all iteration, he's got lovely dark skin and red hair mm-hmm. very very beautiful mane so and he's, like he's royalty kind Lovely. of yes so i'm gonna i'm gonna list some good things about him and okay. then you can list some good things about <laughs> low poly hagrid all <laughs> things that i'm going to agree with probably yeah. so yes he's his royalty but he's also the only male of his kind so that must mean he is in touch with his femininity considering how many women that makes <laughs> True. Yes, yes. So, like I said, yes, has several iterations of himself throughout time. So, he's uh, he must be a history buff at this point. He knows mm-hmm. a lot about stuff. Beautiful red locks. Can ride horses. So, an animal person. Lovely. Also transforms into a pig. So, literally an animal person. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Beat that, low poly Hagrid. <sighs> Where do I start? <laughs> He's low poly, first of all. Okay, well, I've only gotten up the information for General Hagrid, I guess. <laughs> we can Hagrid just assume Lord. that that everything regular Hagrid can do, low poly Hagrid I would can do. So. I would but assume in, so. Yeah, but in uh, limited FPS. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was pleasantly surprised at how powerful Hagrid is, and by default, how powerful low poly Hagrid is. So I did discover that this surprised me. He has poison resistant. Wow. <laughs> He can eat all the chocolate he wants. (laughs) It says here on the Harry Potter fandom page, due to Hagrid's work with various magical creatures, many of which are venomous and highly likely to carry disease, it can be assumed that Hagrid's magical resistance afforded him a degree of foreign chemical resistance. They say that this can also be assumed in part due to his enormous size. (laughs) 
Ooh. He loves animals too, from what I've seen. I haven't actually seen or read all of Harry Potter, so I am very outdated on the Harry Potter lore. I don't think you need to even know any Harry Potter lore to know everything about a Low beautiful, Hagrid. gorgeous Hagrid. Hagrid. Yeah, he's a great man. I think he's canonically from my county, Gloucestershire. Oh, which... yes, the accent. Yes, he's he's very West Country. It is familiar now. Because I know J.K. Rowling is from Gloucestershire, and I know that she set a lot of Harry Potter based around Gloucestershire, for example. We have a town here called Dursley, so... Is that why she's so off? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, back onto the topic of the benefits of Hagrid. Um, (laughs) He's got superhuman strength Mm. and apparently he has highly proficient at fighting physically. Oh. That's word for word from the Harry Potter fandom page. Why haven't we never seen Hagrid in a fist fight? I want to see it. I want to see him have a proper fist fight and just beat the shit out of someone. Right? That would be amazing. He can also cook. He's Mm. got extreme dexterity, apparently. Oh, goodness. Yeah. He's a craftsman. He sounds like a D&D character the further you go. Poison (laughs) resistance. Yeah. High dexterity. This is a man who can do everything, though. He's got craftsmanship skills. Craftsmanship? It's easier to say that way. Um, (laughs) Apparently, he's very skilled at social networking. Um, I don't know about that. (laughs) That's what it says. Because his only friends are animals and children. Apparently, he networks with the centaurs. Right. They're people. Other creatures. They're people. Yes. I mean, there's a few here, but I can't be bothered to read them all. Um, He's also got musical skills, teaching skills, leadership skills. My gosh, someone really has a boner for Hagrid. (laughs) They really do. Whoever wrote that. (laughs) It's me. He's also apparently got superhuman endurance and magical resistance. So he's very powerful. Very powerful. He just has every... He has no flaws. This is the problem. How can you fight a man with no flaws? Yeah, because the bottom line here is who would win in a fight. And yes, Ganondorf, while born from a powerful god, that god did lose to a guy uh, who is like pint-sized. And I mean, short king. Um... I'm sorry, I've just read a fantastic part about Hagrid's family. He was born to Mr. Hagrid. (laughs) That's all it says. Mr. Hagrid's my father. (laughs) And he has a half-brother called Gwarp. Oh, so he he got the royal Hagrid name while the other guy, the the dumpy guy, the brother they didn't think they they were going to give him, got that name. Gwarp, I can't even pronounce it. G-R-A-W-P. Oh, that's almost like Grope. Who would want that name? Oh, goodness. Oh, no. We got Hagrid. So, so Hagrid good. is Hagrid Jr., essentially. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, Hagrid's first name Grop, is Rubius. the goblin brother. Yes. That lives in the basement and eats worms. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I can't read through the... <laughs> There's so many gems in here, but it will take me an absolute eternity to go through all of them. I guess so... that means, you know, it will just take an eternity to even determine the depth and greatness of Hagrid. However, does Lopoli Hagrid have the same? Is he just as flawless? Because he he has some limited movement. This is actually very true. I didn't think about that. But however, he is an immovable object. So Ganondorf is the unstoppable force. Of course, yeah, I was going to say Because he that. never quits. And Hagrid is the immovable object. It would be a battle of the ages. So basically, maybe no, maybe it would just be like in the Legend of Zelda games where nobody ever wins. Ganondorf just keeps coming back to yeah. try and beat Lopoli Hagrid, but he just can't. It's just an eternal battle. 
oh, it's the curse all over again. Oh. Hagrid has to try for some wisdom and courage and power. Yeah, and he's and, poison resistant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Ganondorf can't poison him, <laughs> Yeah, because he could be like, you know, oh, I can't win in a fight with him physically, so I gotta yeah. do the sneaky route and get an assassin and poison him, but he can't do that either. He made a mistake, Ganondorf. Holy shit, yeah. He, uh, he didn't know who he was up against. Yeah, he thought he could beat Little Link. With his little yeah. cute ring tunic and he didn't think that someone even more powerful would come along and just stand there and do nothing <laughs> and still win. That's the thing, because as powerful as I'm sure Ganondorf is, you just cannot kill low poly Hagrid. It's impossible. So it will just go on forever. Yeah, that's a real tragedy. It's a draw. Yeah, it's it's a draw for forever, a forever draw. We will declare it a draw. Yes. Well, that really <laughs> mellowed out the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> a very sad tale. Well, we did some cool stuff. We did some yep. not cool stuff. Yep. And uh, hopefully the audio sounds a little cooler this time. Hopefully. We are only starting out, so don't don't yell at us. We will cry. We're trying our best. But yeah, if, you, if you've tried some new things or if you're going to try some new things, tweet us, DM, DM us, go on the gram. Yep. Let us know. Email us. Give it a go show pod. Yep. Same for the gmail. Instagram. Com. Same for the Instagram. I made the Twitter. I should know this. It's give it a go show. Yes. Okay. Lovely. At, give it a go shot. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at this. Yeah. I think you should go make some memories. Yes, absolutely.